Make sure you're subscribed to Issues Etc. Type Issues Etc. in your podcast provider, hit that subscribe button, and leave us a five-star review. This will make it easier for other podcast listeners to find Issues Etc. There was a lot of panic when Roe v. Wade was overturned. Part of the panic was the federal government attempting to get abortion pills easily accessible through the mail. And the other part of the panic on the individual level had to do with women stockpiling those pills, fearing that they wouldn't have access to them in some states. Well, how safe are the abortion pills? Welcome back to Issues Etc. I'm Todd Wilkin. Thanks for tuning us in live on this Monday afternoon, the 22nd of January. We're going to spend some time talking about the stockpiling of abortion pills with Dr. Lloyd Holm. Then we'll discuss Christians, gay friends, and same-sex weddings with Pastor Brian Barlow. Dr. Lloyd Holm is a retired OBGYN and former president of the Iowa State Board of Health. He's executive director of a pregnancy resource center in western Wisconsin called Options for Women and author of a recent column for The Federalist, titled Women Stockpiling Abortion Pills Are Also Storing Up Serious Health Risks. Dr. Holm, welcome. Thank you. It's very nice to meet you and very nice to be here. Statistically, how common are chemical abortions? Well, according to the Guttmacher Institute, which appears to have the most reliable data, can't rely on the CDC because not all states report, but approximately 800,000 to a million are performed annually. Of this total number, according to recent data, probably 50 to 55 percent are chemically induced. What are the two abortion drugs, misopristol and mifepristone, and how do they work together to affect an abortion? Well, the first drug that would be taken is mifepristone, and its mechanism of action is that it's what's called an anti-progestational agent. Now, the developing embryo requires progesterone, and mifepristone counteracts that. So, in a sense, the embryo dies on the vine. The follow-up medicine, misopristol, is given to cause the uterus to contract. So it affects smooth muscle. So the uterus expels what has died on the vine. And that then leads to cramping and bleeding and the expulsion of the products of conception. So how are these drugs generally available nowadays? Well, by prescription, it's required at this time, but they can be secured online, mail order. I don't know exactly where they're sourced from outside the country, but they can be secured online through the mail. How has the Supreme Court recently become involved in this issue? Well, initially, a lawsuit was filed by the uh, Alliance for Hippocratic Medicine against the FDA. The plaintiffs argued that the FDA did not properly consider all the evidence in the year 2000 when RU486, mifepristone, was approved, and they sought relief by having the court 
revoke the approval. This was granted at the lower court level, and an appeals court then left intact the FDA's initial approval of RU486, but imposed a mail-order ban and limited it to seven weeks gestational age. But this cannot take place until the Supreme Court of the United States has weighed in, and that was through the appellate process. What are the risks of taking these drugs without medical consultation or supervision, especially when it regards an ectopic pregnancy? Well, very good. One in 80 pregnancies will result in an ectopic pregnancy, and that's where the zygote, the fertilized egg, travels down the fallopian tube. The fertilization actually takes place in the tube, not in the uterus, but in the tube. So the sperm travels up the fallopian tube. Fertilization takes place. And in the instance of an ectopic pregnancy, it then implants on the lining of the tube. The vast majority of ectopic pregnancies occur within the tube. That happens in one in 80 pregnancies. It's a very reliable statistic. If a woman takes the abortion medicine, does not know she has an ectopic pregnancy, and it implants into the fallopian tube, it could rupture. And that's wherein lies the risk. And if that rupture takes, takes place, it could result in significant bleeding. Now, statistically, in this country, there are a little over 1,200 maternal deaths. And a maternal death isn't necessarily something that happens at the time of full-term childbirth. It's anything related to a pregnancy. 6% of all maternal deaths occur as a result of bleeding from an ectopic pregnancy. That's significant. What is RH disease, and how is it also a risk in women taking abortion drugs unsupervised? Well, RH disease has been around forever. It's nothing more in simplistic terms than an allergic reaction. And 15% of everybody in this, pretty much in this, this country, have RH negative blood. Women that are RH negative, if they become pregnant by a uh, man who is RH positive, which would be 85% of uh, men, then their developing child would be RH positive. Well, the mother's immune system recognizes the RH positive aspect of the blood and creates antibodies to that and actually seek to destroy that RH positive protein in the baby's blood. Well, the first time that happens, the woman's body recognizes it. It's not so much of an issue, but in subsequent pregnancies, if she is what is called isoimmunized or alloimmunized, then the fetal blood can be attacked by antibodies produced by the mother. Well, currently, since the 1970s, there's a drug called Rogam that can be given to mask this. So it, it actually hides the antigen or the protein so the woman's body does not recognize the RH-positive cells in the developing fetus. 
Well, if a woman doesn't know that she's Rh negative, let's say she's um, younger, has never been to the doctor, never had a child, she doesn't even know she's Rh negative, and she has an abortion, there is a very real risk that she could isoimmunize and for any subsequent pregnancy in which she's carrying an RH positive fetus, she would develop RH disease, which doesn't affect the mother, but it can be significant to the developing baby. Are there other risks involved in chemical abortions? Well, there are. There's a general disease called gestational trophoblastic disease. It's called a molar pregnancy. They're relatively rare, about one in a thousand, but interestingly, they're found more common in the very young and the old. And when we say old in an obstetrical sense, that's 35 to 45 in that age range. It's also found more commonly in Asian women. No one seems to know why, but Those women that are pregnant, one in 1,000, will have a molar pregnancy or gestational trophoblastic disease. Well, if that happens, there's a 25 or about a 20% risk that that could evolve into a malignant cell line. That's called choriocarcinoma, and that's a very significant threat. Rare, but it would happen. Why has the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists failed to warn of all these risks? Well, now that's a very good that's a very good question. I cannot even begin to imagine why that's happened. They've become very very woke. For instance, there's a mantra out there that um abortion is healthcare. Well, you look up any standard definition of healthcare and you read the active verbs maintain or restore health. Well, that begs the issue. How does an abortion maintain or restore health as we we know it? Well, ACOG's taking it to the next level and they call abortion, and this is off their website, essential healthcare. I don't get it. They refuse to advocate for the health of women. They've gone totally woke. Bottom line then, Dr. Holm, are these abortion drugs safe? Well, they're safe from the standpoint that they've been approved by the FDA. RU486 does have other uses. Cytotec or misoprostol is used to treat ulcer disease. So from that standpoint, it's safe. It's a very safe drug if taken in the proper setting for a woman to what's called ripen the cervix at the time of birth or to induce labor. In that context, yes, it's safe. In the context of a woman taking these medicines unsupervised without knowing their health history, it's not safe. For instance, the common symptoms of a woman having an abortion from ingesting these pills are cramping, spotting, bleeding, abdominal pain. These are all symptoms that are found early on in an ectopic pregnancy. In fact, longstanding data has shown that the average woman with an ectopic pregnancy has seen a provider 
contacted a provider or even been seen in the emergency room with symptoms consistent with a miscarriage and has not been confirmed to have an ectopic pregnancy, but yet goes on to have one. And when all residents are trained, they were taught or told, never let the sun rise or fall on an ectopic. If you find an ectopic at two o'clock in the morning, you're obligated to do the right thing for your patient, get out of bed, go to the emergency room, evaluate the patient, and if it's necessary, go to the operating room. Don't put her to bed, schedule a surgery at 9 or 10 o'clock the next morning. Anyone who does that will live to regret it. Finally, Dr. Holm, you've had a long medical career. How do you explain why many leaders in modern medicine are putting politics over objective scientific evidence? That is a great question. Everybody wants to be liked, and we don't dare offend anyone. And what you ask is a classic positive feedback loop. At the grassroots level, we see more and more physicians employed by hospitals, employed by medical groups, so they are paid employees. And if they don't speak out on something, which they don't, we've all heard stories about those physicians that have spoken out and been sanctioned by the medical board of medical examiners, by their employers, been terminated, any number of things. If they don't speak out, it gives the false impression that these societal changes that we're all seeing are acceptable. Then the leaders see this and they hear that, well, nobody's complaining, and they take it as deemed status that, hey, this is all well and good, and it's the positive feedback. So therefore, they're going to say, yep, this is the way we're going to go. Nobody's objected. We're good with it. And I believe that's what's happening, and that's clearly what has happened. Dr. Lloyd Holm is a retired OBGYN and former president of the Iowa State Board of Health. He's executive director of a pregnancy resource center in western Wisconsin called Options for Women, and author of a recent column for The Federalist titled Women Stockpiling Abortion Pills Are Also Storing Up Serious Health Risks. You can read it at our website, issuesetc.org. Click Talk on Demand Archives. Dr. Holm, thank you. Thank you. Pastor Brian Barlow will be alongside for the next half hour or so. We'll talk about Christians, gay friends, and same-sex weddings. Here's an easy way for you to help us cast ChristNet on the Internet. Subscribe, rate, and review the Issues Etc. podcast with your podcast provider. Type Issues Etc. in your podcast provider, hit the subscription button, and leave us a five-star review. This will make it easier for other podcast listeners to find Issues Etc. Help us reach more listeners in 2024. Subscribe, rate, and review Issues Etc. today. 
The Lutheran Church Missouri Synod's Life Ministry cares for pregnant women sharing the love of Christ. Listen to Pastor Ed DeWitt with Redeeming Life Outreach Ministries. One of the first residents we had said to me, Pastor, why do you do this? And I said, just stick with me through this class. And when we're done, you'll understand completely. Many of the women, as they go through the instruction, when we get to that part about baptism, they're like, Pastor, I want that for my baby. I want my baby to be adopted into God's family. God's mission here, lcms.org slash national mission. Defending life from beginning to end. You're listening to Issues Etc. Memoria Press's award-winning Latin programs have successfully taught hundreds of thousands of students across the world. Their easy-to-use, step-by-step Latin curriculum provides students with an academic vocabulary, a mastery of English grammar, and strong critical thinking skills. If you're interested in learning more, Visit them at memoriapress.com and use the coupon code LPR24 at checkout. Memoria Press, saving Western civilization one student at a time. Listen to the best of the church's music for the Epiphany season at lutheranpublicradio.org. Sacred music for the Epiphany season, 24-7. LutheranPublicRadio.org.